0: On tape on this Saturday, January 13th, 2024. It is Super Wild Card Weekend! It's super big size! On Saturday, 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 and Sunday, Sunday, Sunday! Used to be Wild Card Weekend, and then obviously when they did the whole reformat. And they threw a couple extra wildcard teams in there. It became Super Wildcard Weekend! Saturday, Saturday, Sunday, 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 Sunday! And even Monday, 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 as we'll have a Monday night game, the final Monday night game of the year coming up. So here we sit. We have sat through 18 weeks of the regular season. It is over. Done. 86, that son of a bitch. Regular season's done, and this is what we are left with. The remaining NFL member clubs vying for the Super Bowl crown. It all starts today. Got two games today on Saturday. We've got three games tomorrow on Sunday, and then the final Monday nighter. Thought they'd do something different with the Monday nighter, but... You're gonna end up getting Eagles Bucks on that Monday nighter, but regardless, decent games today. Uh, weather is gonna play a big factor in at least two of them. Uh, probably not the third. There should may, might be some rain on the Monday nighter down in Tampa, but tonight's game at eight ten in Kansas City is going to be a frozen tundra of Kansas City Arrowhead Stadium. Uh, where it's going to be, I I think they said 2 two degrees, maybe 2.4 degrees outside, and then you're going to have wind on top of it hitting up to 18 miles an hour, which brings the wind chill down to, I don't know, minus 1,000 or some shit like that. It's going to be freezing outside in Kansas City. So, And then the other game is going to be tomorrow's 1 o'clock game, which is going to be in... Orchard Park, where the Bills are gonna be hosting the Steelers, and that game has a possibility of featuring snow. It's also gonna be cold. So it's uh you're gonna get some weather. NFL I'm sure is just going gaga over all of this because they love to get some of this good weather and, you know, historic and references the, the past and all that kind of shit. You know, snow games look good on TV, et cetera, et cetera. So, you get a little bit of everything. And then the right, you know, you got dome games, so who cares about, you know, it could be a goddamn hurricane outside, but if you're in a dome, who cares? Unless it's Los Angeles and then you got the dome that's not a dome and then if it's lightning outside, you got to go run downstairs and, and hide out and pause the game. Uh, you know, Go figure. So, Today, we've got two games, like I said. We're going to have the Browns traveling into Houston to face the Texans. That game is going to be 4:30 on NBC. You're also going to have the Chiefs hosting the Dolphins in the Frozen Bowl. That game is going to be 8:10, and as everybody has talked about, it's going to be an exclusive on Peacock. So, if you really want to see the game, you can... Go out to a bar and try to find one that might do the whole Peacock subscription, or you can sign up for the free seven day pass and watch it yourself. Uh, you know, everybody's up in arms about this. I think it is pretty shitty. At least in the postseason, there really shouldn't be streaming only games. You know, I, I mean, the NFL historically has always tried to do the playoff games on national broadcast. However, I, you know, I mean, you have had ESPN games, I'm not mistaken, in the past. I, my brain is jumbled, so... You know, but basic cable versus a streaming-only game is quite different. And I think Florio on Pro Football Talk had a couple of articles if you wanted to deep dive into how they can only do it in a limited basis because it would hurt their antitrust exemption, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, I don't really care. I don't necessarily think that game is going to be good, but I could be wrong. But regardless, it's the Dolphins in Miami who had, up till the end, a great season. Fans were very, you know, pom-poms in the air, very ecstatic for the performance this year. And while it has kind of hit the brakes a little bit toward the end of the season, and it's not looking good with injuries, it's their playoff game. And they would want to go see it, and now they have to make sure that they go to a bar or themselves have Peacock. Go to a bar that has Peacock or themselves subscribe. And then you have Kansas City, who, you know, I mean, again, they didn't have as good a year as years past, but they are the reigning Super Bowl champions. And here they are, you know, they either have to go to the game or they have to, like the Miami fans or NFL fans in general, find a bar that has Peacock or subscribe to it yourself. So it's just a, a weird breakdown. Um, I mean, they, they knew about it. They've talked about it. Uh, people should have known about it coming So if there was a time to be up in arms and feel passionate about it, you know, the week of the game might not have been it. But then again, a lot of people watch the NFL and not everybody is attuned to it all year long. So some people are just discovering about it now, in which case I'm sure they're going to be pretty pissed. So um, that is the breakdown. There's a bunch of other news. I'll get into the news, you know, maybe this week. I I think I was going to do a podcast yesterday, but I got tied up with work about the events up in New England, and I'll get to that. Now it looks like similar events are going to take place in Las Vegas, and basically, I just I wanted to go in on the hiring of coaches with no experience, and not no experience—they have experience, but it's just really weird to me, and I don't understand from watching football for 30-plus years at this point, 40, I guess? I don't know. I'm fucking old. Uh, That there's been no precedent for some of the hiring that's taking place. And it just makes you question what is the change. Uh, Screw what it's motivated by, but what it's going to result in. Because I guess the question it really asks is, if coaches are being hired with little to no experience, where previously I, I mean you needed experience. I, I'll try to find the episode uh, and before I do that and reference it in the future podcast of a show. I think I did a solo pod where I talked about all of this and talked about coaches that have, gr- you know, been grinding for 20, 30 years, just trying to get a coordinated position, much less a head coaching position, right? because the head coaching position is the ultimate crown that you want to get. And there have been people that have been going coast to coast, you know, college to pro, back and forth. And I think who were the two that we did? I I think we did um, maybe McVeigh and um, not Perry Fuel, but um, there there was another coach I can't remember right now. But who actually uh, I should because. Uh, He was just going around and getting interviews. But anyway, and it was just about their history and, like, where they went before they got their head coaching positions. And now you have Gerard Mayo, and now it looks like Alec uh, Pierce, Antonio Pierce, who, uh, yeah, they played in the league a long time. And... They have little to no coaching experience. And now, I mean, fucking Mayo's taking over for Bill Belichick. But uh, I'll deep dive into that later. For right now, we're talking about the NFL games and Super Wild Cards. Sunday, Saturday, and Monday. Super Wild Card So... We'll stick to that for now. Uh, We are going to do the two games today. My brother couldn't do the podcast today. I couldn't do it last night. So instead of doing one giant one with both of us, I'm going to do the two games today, and then I'm going to try to hook up with him later tonight to do the two games tomorrow. Uh, So I do have our picks. I do have our, our wagers. So even though we'll reconnect for the future games all of anything that is impacted by today's games, whether it be wagers or picks will be given today. so uh, that way you could take that and go you know use that going forward uh, for the three people to listen. So uh, without further ado let's get into it. let's go into the four o'clock game 4:30 if you want to be exact where we will be going to Energy Stadium in Houston, where the Texans are going to be hosting the Cleveland Browns. That's right, the Cleveland Browns, who were, I, I mean, I, I think I pinned them as uh, dead dead in the water, only to, you know, rise from the ashes behind the great Joe Flacco, which is still a, one of the crazier stories of the entire season, that they were able to dust this guy off, out of the scrap heap, throw him under center, and, you know, achieve the success that they had. And so here they are now favored in Houston on the first game of wild card weekend. (laughs) I wanted to do the fucking uh, goddamn fire works and it didn't work. All right, anyway. Uh, Browns favored by two over Houston. Right now, the Sharps are going to be in on the Texans. 64%. Of both the Sharps and the tickets are going to be in on the Browns. So the Sharps stand alone in this one. They are going to look at an over-under of 44.5 points. Like we said, weather not a factor. It's a goddamn dome. And the question, I guess, for this is, number one, can Flacco maintain his performance going into this game? It's been solid. It's Joe Flacco. He was not employed at the beginning of the year. Is this a streak, or is this just something that he had left in the tank? Right quarterback, right system, right time, and if so, can it continue? Or, if it's a streak, does it end here? On the flip side, you look at the Texans, and you look at, again, rookie quarterback, worked out, another rookie edge rusher that also helped the defensive cause won't be in this game here but Houston behind these two behind D'Amico Ryan's first-year head coach previously defensive coordinator for the 49ers gets his gig again another one of the coaches that I was super questionable about and he's had a phenomenal year they go in they they host this game as a dog right Nico Collins blowing up they don't look to have Noah Brown today. Uh, Tank Dell was out 8 million years ago, even though don't ask Colin uh, Coward about that because <laughs> he, he doesn't seem to know. Um, but it looks like Brown and Tank Dell are out, so it's going to be Nico Collins and a running game. right? I mean, that's that's what it's looking like. But while we're talking about injuries... Because you know, obviously with the Texans offense hampered a little bit by that, but they've been dealing with that you know, pretty much for the past X amount of weeks. You uh, Cleveland itself has injuries as well. So to run that down, Miles Garrett, Kareem Hunt, Greg Newsome, the corner, Njoku, uh, there were a couple other, they were all limited this week after they all sat out Tuesday, right? So Tuesday, nobody goes, and they're limited the rest of the week. They did practice, which is a positive, but, I mean, specifically with Garrett and Newsom, anything on the defensive end of the ball, you know, it, it makes you a little, especially Garrett, right? It makes you a little queasy, right? Because if you're going to go in there as the favorite, Against Houston, who's basically like offense, right? The Houston Texans are all offense. This is C.J. Stroud, right, blowing up this year. You don't want to be missing defensive pieces. And any defensive pieces, especially key ones like Garrett, that are not at 100%, it just impacts your confidence a little bit. Just a little bit. A little bit. Then you look on the offensive side of the ball for Cleveland. Amari Cooper He didn't practice for two days straight. Uh, Hopkins, the kicker, I mean, obviously kickers are big, um, and you don't like to see that either. So, you know, how do you feel if you're the Browns going into this game against a Texans offense that has just been basically dealing with their injuries and performing at this level for, you know, like I said, X amount of weeks? I think that you would probably... Be a little cautious. This is a gambling show, right? So I think you'd be a little cautious about backing Cleveland here because there's just a lot of questions. I'm surprised that they are the favorite. I'm more surprised that you have both the Sharps and the tickets both backing the Browns here. The Sharps, I get it, especially the the tickets and the... Uh, I mean, uh, the sh- not the Sharps, because if, if the tickets and the money are both on Houston in this spot, then that is a perfect spot for the tickets and the money to jump in, right? So, uh, And I think I screwed that up. I think I said 64% of the Sharps. No, it's 64% of the tickets and the money, and the money pool uh, are in on Cleveland. So um, a l- little thrown off that they would be both back in the Browns here because I like the Texans. My brother also likes the Texans here in this spot, and you know, I, it, it, are we doing the suckers bet? Dogs have been huge this year. We usually I didn't give any of the stats this week, but just to revisit in the results for the year. So it was dogs this year, winning seventy four percent of the time. Right overall on the year. The favorites came in just a hair more than the dogs. It was 51 to 49% in favor of the favorites. But dogs winning were 74% of all of those dog victories. Now, that's used, you know, you could see it because, you know, of a line of two, are the Texans going to lose by one or are they going to win outright, right? They're going to win outright in any of the close lines. But that doesn't always happen. It's not always a close line. You know, sometimes it's a big line and it ends up going to the dog. So, considering everything here, you have a Texans team also has a little bit of injuries. I, you know, like I said, that Will Anderson's going to be out. Uh, Noah Brown is going to be out, and then their other D end, uh, well, uh, Jonathan Greenyard is also out, and then their other injury, use also missed practice. So, it's not a hundred percent in terms of roster availability for Houston either ESPN had an article, which was good that talked about, and you know, if you listen to content, NFL content, you've heard them talk about this as well, is that about Marcus Stroud and his performance against man versus zone. He excels versus zone ESPN had it that his QBR, right? Which is the ESPN quarterback rating system that, he was number one in the league against zone coverage, that being Stroud. And he was 27th against man. Browns are going to run man a ton, right? They're primarily a, a, a man defense. So can Stroud overcome these statistical, you know, negatives? And the fact that he has struggled against man coverage, which this Browns defense is what they run. It's it's their key defensive strategy. So, in terms of pass coverage. I don't know. I, I It would, I guess, lean toward that. the tickets and the money pool who are leaning toward Cleveland right now. But I think in this game, I don't like Flacco. I do like the Texans at home. And I have more questions about Cleveland's defense and their injuries and Flacco than I do anything related to the Texans. So give me the Texans at home and the two points. My brother also will take the two points. That over under 44, 44 and a half. I mean, 20 20 to 24 is an under. Do they score more points than that? I don't know. You would think that if these two teams were healthy, it would be an easy over, right? Because they Texans do like to score points, and the Browns would have to keep up if the, if their defense doesn't hold them. You know, if you do think that the Cleveland defense is going to come and play and, and stifle Stroud, you know, with their man coverage, then you're probably leaning toward the under. Um, you know, I don't know. I don't know which way. I probably think in this game, 44-and-a-half. That's a tough one. I'm not good with overs and unders anyway, so which is why I stay away. But I do like the Texans, I guess, if you want, you know, put me on the, a gun to my head and have me pick over under under. Uh, what am I going to do? 44, 24, 20. I have to score some points. I right, Give me the over. So uh, I will take the Texans for sure, and then for fun, give me the over. So that brings us to the night game, where I mentioned we're going to be flying into some weather. Eight ten, Peacock exclusive. Kansas City, four-and-a-half point favorites over the Miami Dolphins. The over-under in this game is 43-and-a-half, so just a point lower than the Texans-Browns game. As for where all the money lies right now, well, the money pool, 55%, is on ready for this one. The Dolphins. So the money is siding toward Miami here and the four and a half points. The Sharps are going to go with the Chiefs and 55% of the tickets, Joe Public, is going to go with the Chiefs. So here you got the, the Sharps and Joe Public on one side and the money pool on the other, go figure. Uh, rarely, you know, I mean, you see that. That's probably the least of the breakdown of the three that you see, the Sharps and tickets on one and the money pool on the other. You know, you usually get pros versus Joes or, like, the Sharps stand alone, but not here. So Chiefs, four and a half, like I said, two degrees, big wins, cold as hell, Lot of injuries for the Dolphins. This is not the week they would want to be playing. Uh, they're going to be with for two days this week, they were without huge pieces of their defense in Xavier, Xavier Howard, and Javon Holland. Um, they had a ter- um, Armstead, the tackle, he came back, but he was limited. So then you also have injuries to Von A chain, he's still dealing with toes and ribs. You got Eichenberg. He was dealing with a calf and an ankle. Hills got his quad, and, and I think it's an ankle as well. Uh, Mostert, Ramsey, Waddle, all banged up. You know who plays? Who can go? Cold weather always impacts injuries, especially soft tissue ones and sprains. It just it tighten up. I mean, they deal with it all the time. It, it, you see it historically. It always happens. So. They come in the walking wounded against Kansas City team. Eh, not so much, right? I mean, does anybody care about Kadarius Tony anymore? I mean, not at all. Uh, Sneed, he had an injury, but he was a full participant, uh, you know, more recently after being limited early in the week. So you got a healthy Kansas City team at home versus a banged-up Dolphin team. I, I, I you know, I'm going to be honest. I, this is Chiefs, Chiefs all day. I don't—the scoring might be limited because of the terrible weather and it being cold and windy. But think about the Dolphins and how they were successful this year, right? They needed to be a home team. And we talked—there was a podcast, I remember, uh, we were talking about this. And I was drilling down. You know, Tua, right, has to now go on the road in the cold— Without all of his weapons in the wind, and then somehow perform to the what he needs to do to get peak performance out of that offense. God, I really struggle saying that. But that is timing, getting the ball out the hill, like in those windows so that he can take it, getting the ball to waddle. You know, McDaniel mixing in, you know, his big play run ability through H. A- well, not him, but through A-chain and Mostert, right, who Mostert might not even play. And now you have Tua, not the strongest arm in the world, who relies on windows and hitting these windows and timing patterns going into two-degree weather with 18-mile-an-hour winds and not all of his weapons at 100%. And how does that Function to get you a W against Kansas City, who will be home against you know uh, Mahomes, who you know Mahomes is the reigning Super Bowl champion quarterback, and I know it's Mahomes. I'm just saying Mahomes because some people say Mahomes. Um, so I don't know. It would it would be one of the bigger upsets I think in NFL history if the Dolphins went in there in this situation and won this game. And I you know, that's not to, you know, be dramatic just for the sense of being dramatic. I mean it will. I, I don't I don't think this game will be even close. You know, I I think if you play this game this way, ten times out of ten the Chiefs win. You know, I, I just I, I don't I don't see it. The four and a half points is a little questionable. I mean, it, it it's a lot of points in not great weather, right? And Kansas City could just grind out a 10 3, 17 10, 17, 14 game. But again, you know, think about 14 points, right? Like, if Kansas City can only get 17, you know, are Houston, I mean, Houston, uh, is Miami somehow going to muster up the. The, the 14 points, two scores? I don't know. I have no clue. I, I can't see it happening. So, I mean, for all of these reasons, I, I am picking Kansas City here uh, as uh, my, uh, my bet. My brother is also going to pick Kansas City here. So, we're both in on the Chiefs. Uh, as for the over-under of 43-and-a-half, I... I'd probably go under here. I, you know, I mean these these conditions are so bad. I just can't see Miami really putting up points here. I can't really see Kansas City either. But I mean, if either of the two, I just see mistakes abound for Miami. I, this game could probably get pretty ugly. Uh, it, Kansas City is going to be my best my my best bet of the week. Uh, I was looking at Houston for a little bit, and then I switched to Kansas City. I just again, I just can't see Miami going in there knowing what they need to do to win. Um and as great as a season as they did have, they needed to be the home team. You know, like I was referring to before. They needed warm weather. They needed all their weapons. They needed everything aligned so that Tua could sit back in the pocket, hit his windows, hit his receivers, let you know Hill and Mostert and A chain run and Waddle run and you know Are those guys going to be able to do that in this game? I don't think so. So anyway, so give me the Chiefs. Give my brother the Chiefs in that game. So we're both on the same side in either game. We both have the Texans. We both have the Chiefs. And like I said, if I had to do one, I'd probably go over with the Texans game and under with the Chiefs game. Um, Now, as for our wagers, we do have wagers that venture into tonight's game. So I'll give you everything now. And so let's do this up. Our wagering segment. (laughs) We'll revisit this tomorrow when I get my brother on the line. We'll do maybe or tonight when we do possibly a longer forum podcast. Best bets for the week: my brother is going to take Philadelphia at minus three. I am going to take Kansas City, as I just said, at minus four and a half. I was throwing up Houston for a bit. I had them penciled in, and then I just kind of took them out. I said, you know what? I have to think about it. Kansas City is really the route to go. As for our wagers. My brother comes in with sixty-four hundred dollars. He's got about two thousand of the original ten. For those not familiar, we start the year out with ten thousand fictitious dollars, and we see what we could turn up. We do our long form bets before we start, and then we go after that. Uh, last year, uh, you know, I, I think I ended the season with a couple thousand above, and then I rode that into the Super Bowl and ended up putting it all on the line. And then ended up being even. And I think my brother was a little bit under uh, under five hundred or uh, under. his. His, uh even break-even point. So the year before that, uh, Chris did phenomenal, and I did not do good. This year, neither of us are really doing good. Chris has $2,000 in long-form bets, and then he's, Brant is all the way down to 6400 So, you know, he's down about 1500 when you put it all together. I only have $1,000 in long-form bets, and then I'm de- all the way down to 5540 So I'm down about 3,500 of my 10,000. So uh, not not so good. Right. Well, well, uh, 33 or 25, uh, let's see a thousand nine, whatever. Uh, I, I don't know. It's somewhere 2,500 or, or 3,500. It doesn't matter. It's not the way that you, <laughs> wait, you want to perform when you're wagering and you're putting your money out there. You don't want to be negative. Uh, you know, I guess professional gamblers probably laugh at that, but you know, that's the point of the podcast, right? We're having fun here. We're trying to see, you know, we can give you picks all day long and we'll go through the, what the results of this year was, uh, conclude when I get my brother on the line. But, you know, if you don't put the money behind it, what good is giving picks? Yeah, I give you all the picks in the world. But if I don't, which ones do you bet? Which ones do you don't bet? How do you bet them? And that's why we do the $10,000 bankroll. So, um, my brother's got 6400 so I'll let him go first. Uh, I will give you any bet that is involved with tonight's games. So, and for him, that will be two. He will have two hundred dollars On Houston and Kansas City money line. So Houston and Kansas City to win. He put 200 for 600 in return there. He also has a tease involving none of the teams tonight. So he's only got the one game. He's got Houston and Kansas City money line parlay 200 for 600. The other games I'll give you when we reconvene for our second uh, second Wild Card Weekend podcast, super Wild Card Weekend. As for me, uh, I have everything hitched to today, like I said, because I like Kansas City, and then I did some stuff with Houston. So I will start off here. I did a tease. Uh, I did a tease of three teams, the first one being Kansas City, so that pushes them to plus one and a half, so they just have to win. I took Pittsburgh and pushed that up to 15 points. It, the weather's going to suck. I I see that game playing out, low scoring. You know, if that's the case, if Allen's been a little shaky, you're giving me Pittsburgh, Tomlin, 15 points. You know, I I wrestled with the, with the possibility of doing it the other way and just bringing... Buffalo down to three, but what happens if it's like, it is a snow game, and they're just grinding it out, and it's a three-point win, and then I'm like, holy shit, I could have just taken Pittsburgh in the 15 instead of just getting, you know, Buffalo in the four points, so I did Pittsburgh instead, and then I did Dallas bringing them down to one point at home, obviously, if they lose that game, that is the end of the McCarthy era, and I... You know, I'll talk to my brother about that later. But my dad a couple of weeks ago had brought up, uh, you know, an idea, and now he, all of a sudden it's it's caught a little traction. I, you know, he probably heard it somewhere else, um, but it's just funny to hear your dad bring something up that all of a sudden everybody else and their brothers talking about. But Dallas loses at home. That's the end of the McCarthy area. That, that's it, that's as plain plain as it comes. So Dallas won. Pittsburgh getting fifteen. Kansas City getting one and a half. So give me 350 for 910 there. That's my tease of the week. Now I'm going to my other... I'll go to a parlay first using the points. Give me Kansas City and the 4.5. Give me Dallas and the 7. And give me Detroit and the 3. Give me 100 for 678 there. I'm going to call that the hometown favorites. I'm going to bet all the home teams to just win in ease. Uh, I, do I love that? No, not at all. But if you're going to look at these teams, you know, we'll get into the tomorrow's games in the other podcast. But Detroit at home, they performed well. The Rams, yeah, sure, they've done really good. They were shaky against the Giants on the road a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, sure, not great weather. Um, but if Detroit is worth their salt, they just got to win at home at versus three. And then Dallas, I mean, at home, they're lights out. They blow everybody out at home, and they struggle on the road. And here they have Green Bay, who, yeah, Love has performed very well. The defense has been up and down. Their wide receivers are hurt. running backs are hurt. Then they're healthy. Then they're hurt. You know, it, it... just not enough to keep up with Dallas and then Kansas City like I said, I you know, I, I don't I don't know how the Dolphins stay in that game tonight, but obviously it could play out a lot different because, you know, it is the NFL and these teams are built to be able to perform mano a mano. So there shouldn't, you know, there if there isn't a blowout, it makes sense. If There is a blowout it kind of also makes sense, right? So uh so give me Kansas City, Dallas and Detroit all with their lines and 100 for 678. And so then I've got two money line parlays. They're correlated. And so what we're going to do here is the underdogs. I'm going to take Houston, and I'm going to take the Rams to win. I'm going to put 150 on that for 758 coming back the other way. So, again, that's Houston to win. I picked them already. And then the Rams, uh, I'm picking them. You know, minus three tomorrow. We'll get to that later. But I like the Rams in the way that they played. Yeah, sure. I went with Detroit the other way, but obviously, I'm trying to design my bets a little bit here. I do think the Rams probably have the better team. They're playing better. I, I like McVeigh more than I like Campbell. Um, I, I like everything that has to do with the Rams, minus the fact that Detroit's got a yeah, they've got talent on their side as well. Plus. They really like playing for Campbell. But Laporta's hurt. They don't know if he's going to go. He's a huge part of the offense. And I just – I question Goff against a defense that, if they show up, could, you know, throw him fits. And McVay had Goff. And McVay knows what works and what doesn't work. And there was a reason they got rid of him. And so, for all of those reasons, I like the Rams on the road. So, give me Houston and the Rams – and then, if that comes in, I want to give myself something else to cheer for later on. And so, my second money line parlay is going to be Houston, the Rams, and then Tampa Bay. Gave me 140 on that to bring back 155 the other way. I did it that way because I had, you know, $5,540. So I wanted to get rid of that 40. But also, when I had it at, at 150, it gave me a, a, a return value of 1666. I was like, no, sorry. You'll know, get shit. nothing and like it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I put the brakes on that one and then I just changed it to 140. So I got 150, you know, 1555. So. Uh again, Houston and the Rams in the first half of that money line uh parlay and then the second half I'll throw Tampa Bay in there to beat Philadelphia. I don't know which which one I want to pick for my pick, but at least for this this is going to be the underdog's win. And so that would be fun to see Tampa Bay beat Philly at home, banged up Philly team. I don't know. I I got to figure out before I get my brother on the line if I really want to pick the Bucks, but here for my wagering, that's what I'm going to do. So again, uh, my brother only has one that's impacted tonight. That's Houston, Kansas City money line 200 for 600, and then I have all of mine. That's going to be a tease of Kansas City, Pittsburgh, Dallas, a money line correlated two parlay of Houston Rams and then Houston Rams Bucks, and then one parlay straight with the lines, and that's Kansas City, Dallas, and Detroit. So. That's gonna be all she wrote for podcast one of Super Wildcard Weekend. All that kind of shit. So, uh, enjoy your days. I've got to run around and do a whole bunch of kid sports now. So, hopefully, uh, get back here, record with Chris, and see that our uh, first picks here are coming in well. So, enjoy. Talk to you later. Peace.